Hello, this is uh, Professor Tofano, and um, this uh, short audio is is will be uh, discussing the uh, presentations, speech presentations, and just want to give a bit of a uh, recap of my observations of the first two speeches, and a little bit of instruction and reminders for the uh, next two persuasive speeches. So you have two speeches remaining uh, over the next couple of weeks. And um, one would be a traditional persuasive speech. And then the next last one, actually the final one, will be a pro-con persuasive speech. So for the next speech, you will find a principled position, some type of social, um, uh, some type of social uh, issue that you want to um, uh, some type of social problem, uh, maybe better to say it that way, that you'd like to solve. So I want you to watch the news <clears throat> or news or opinion shows, which either one would be fine. Uh, read uh, newspapers. Um, you know, you're going to read those online, of course, not har not actual paper anymore. But I want you to find some social problems and I want you to focus on um, – Picking a problem of social relevance, something that's happened within the last uh, 10 days, maybe two weeks, and then um, offer a solution to that problem. If you could identify the cause of the problem, that is a bonus. It's not uh, totally necessary, but uh, at least if you could um, identify a problem, identify a solution, <clears throat> and then um, as a bonus, identify the cause would be fine. And, and so you will then find a solution. And typically the solution is uh, more government uh, control or less government control. Those are the two basic solutions, right? More government involvement, less government involvement. And those will be generally the two kinds of solutions you'll choose. So you could choose the uh, free market solution where free people, absent government coercion, pressure, decide to take on a problem and fix it. Or you could take the position that um, the government, through its power, uh, should take on the issue and solve it. So this has to do with formulating public policy, either uh, eliminating current policies and solving the problem or creating new public policies to fix the um, ongoing problems. So your focus is going to be on the power of the people to solve the problem or the power of the, of the government to solve the problem. Uh, look at it another way, you could say uh, the people have caused the problem and therefore I want the government to solve the problem. Or you could say the government has caused the problem and therefore the people should solve the problem. Uh, or any version of those, but, but your, your persuasive speeches have to do with uh, focus on power and focus on who has it and how they can use that to make things better. So look around, listen to news reports, uh, be careful on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Parler or any of the other uh, social media uh, things that you all look at. I'm not sure what they are, honestly, but there's a lot of information that is purely opinion and sometimes distorted and oftentimes not reliable, not trustworthy. So
be careful because you can easily get yourself wrapped up in identifying a problem, identifying a cause, identifying a solution when in fact it is not really a problem. It is just uh, someone's opinion and uh, several people's opinions of what is um, good or bad. So just be careful with that because you want to identify problems that impact lots and lots of people. Uh, the more, the better when you're looking for a solution. Obviously, we all have our own uh, set of issues. So for instance, I'll give you an example, uh, parking uh, at schools. In some schools, parking uh, sucks, right? And sometimes students are like, well, they need to fix it. So I'm going to propose that we build a four-story, uh, you know, massive uh, parking garage. And therefore, that would alleviate parking. And yes, it would only cost uh, $10 million to build. But uh, spending $10 million is a good idea because, of course, parking sucks. So that may be a, an interesting uh, approach to the solution of uh, parking or it may be uh, no solution at all because where would you get the, the, the money to build it? And so any solution that you propose, you have to also consider if it's going to involve um, some type of uh, financial cost, whether it's through a private free people or through government by uh, taking people's earnings and using it for projects. So you have to consider that as well. So um, all of us have some of our pet peeves and they may or may not uh, be kind of a real problem or a problem big enough to uh, pursue solutions for. So find something that's obviously a social problem by watching the news and or opinion shows and then find something that interests you out of all those problems because there's plenty of them and then formulate uh, uh, solutions to them and uh, focus on the power of the government to make it better or worse or the power of the people to make it better or worse. So any of your solutions must identify the powers that either make it better or make it worse. And again, it's usually the government either makes something better or makes something worse. The free people either make something better or make something worse. And so you're gonna focus on that. So find a problem find a potential solution, and that's how you're going to frame your next two speeches. So for your persuasive speech, you have to uh, answer this question. By the end of my speech, you will be convinced of, and then I want you to tell me what you're going to be convinced of. And then at the end of this speech, you will say, now that you're convinced, I'm going to require you to do something, not require you to think something, not require you to feel something, but require you to do something. So the key is focus on action. So although people feeling a certain way is interesting, uh, more interesting is the way people think, and then most interesting is uh, action. So I could feel something, I could think something, or I could do something. So for persuasive speakers, you want to be able to convince your audience that after hearing your ideas about the problem, that uh, not only will they agree that it is a, a good solution to that problem, but you want them to get involved in helping you solve the problem. So that's the call to action 
and uh, on our speech evaluation form, it's on that bottom left-hand corner in the conclusion call to action. So far, I've put uh, non-applicable for the first two speeches. So, <clears throat> okay, so that is, uh, and then make sure you're following the speech evaluation form. The uh, first, uh, the informative speeches, uh, many of you did not cite or quote uh, your sources. You sounded kind of uh, authoritative. You sounded like you have done some research, but you did not share that research with me. And if I share it with others, um, if it was a typical in-class speech or if we um, were to um, allow all students to see the speeches, then um, you would find that most of you did not cite your sources. So in the uh, outline, you need a bibliography, and most of you did that, but also most of you did not uh, cite your sources well while you were speaking. So make sure to quote your sources. Uh, theoretically, if your audience doesn't know the information uh, or it is particular information, you should be citing your source. So um, you're going to use news sources. That would be news broadcast TV shows um, or news uh, websites, uh, newspaper websites. So you will need to use news sources for the next two speeches. Now, uh, there's a minimum of five sources required for the next two speeches. If for your sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth citations, you want to use various blogs or various other media, that would be fine. But I need five news sources for the next two speeches minimum. Again, many of you did not, um, if you did have a news source in your bibliography, you did not cite it while you were speaking. So while you are communicating and presenting to us, you must tell us where you got the information and wherever you decide to in, insert it into the presentation, tell us at that point the all the things that you could tell us, the who, what, where, when, why about those sources or that source. So if you say research says, you better tell us what research you're talking about. So if you say studies say, then you better cite the study. So be very particular about citing sources. So because um, your reliability as a persuasive speaker is going to weigh heavily on your sourcing. And if it sounds like it's your opinion and the things that you're saying are just the opinions of others, you're not going to be, um, you won't be effective and your audience will not think that you uh, are reliable or trustworthy. So make sure that you are uh, using uh, reliable news sources. And I don't care which news source you choose. It just, there's plenty of them to choose from. But again, going back to the informative speeches, I didn't hear a lot of, quote, news sources being presented. And really, I didn't hear too many being presented at all. So not only do you have to put them in your bibliography of your um, outline, but you have to actually speak them and tell us the who, what, where, when, why, how. Insert that at that point in the speech when you're providing that information to back up your ideas. So the introduction, you're going to tell us by the end of my speech, you'll be convinced of. In the beginning of your speech, you're going to tell us what the problem is. If you want to tell us what the cause is, that's a bonus. And then you're going to tell us what the solution is. 
and then you're going to provide backup in the body of your speech. And then in the conclusion of your speech, you're going to summarize it. And then you're going to have a call to action and you're going to say something like, now that you're convinced of the problem and the solution, here's how I need you to help me. And then you tell them exactly what you want them to do. Again, you want them to feel something fine. You want them to think something better. But for this speech and for the next two speeches, you need them to do something. So um, people can feel all sorts of things and never act on them. In some cases, people could think about certain things and never act on them. So you want to get to the action stage. Now that I've presented this fabulous speech, I've identified a serious social problem. Everybody should be concerned about it. Here's the cause of it. Again, bonus, you don't have to. And my solution is this. And it's a good solution and it will work, but I need your help. And so this is how you can help me to solve this problem. Okay, so that's a little bit of a highlight on the presentation. Now let's transition to the presentation piece. So since for most of you, this is kind of new, um, doing speeches in front of your phone or iPad, or if some of you have cameras, that's fine. And so a couple of things I've noticed, and this is what I would, I, uh, I'm going to require. First, you need to stand up. So everybody stand up. Okay, you can do it now. Well, you don't have to. So stand up. Wherever you place that camera, the iPad, the phone, whatever, make sure that it's straight on. No angles. I'm seeing some uh, videos that are from the ground up so I could see up your nostrils. Not necessary. I've seen some that from the top down and then I could see the top of your head. Uh, so let's put that camera angle straight across as best as possible. And then uh, make sure that you are dressing up. Some of you are still in your pajamas. Uh, for the remaining two speeches, I'm going to expect you to be formally dressed. And I'm going to expect you to look as good as you can for the camera. Camera angle straight on. Uh, stand up. And the video should be from your waist to the top of your head or something like that. I don't need to see your knees or your shoes. And I don't need to see seven feet above your head. So do the best you can to frame the video from your torso to the top of your head minimum. Dress up, look good, look as good as you can. Regarding sound, make sure that um, you could be heard. And then also lighting, make sure that the light is not uh, behind you. The light should be behind the camera or behind the phone. The light should be focused on you, you or your torso, not behind you, focused on the camera. Some of you are doing that. And then make sure you don't have all sorts of... Uh, things on the wall or, or behind you. So also consider what's behind you. You can just clear that area. It could be a plain wall, which is fine. Uh, but some of you have some really interesting pictures and all sorts of, um, you know, things jangling on the wall and behind you. So do the best you can. Okay. So um, in summary, make sure to look at the, uh, in the syllabus, the description of, of the persuasive speeches and the requirements. I was quite gracious on the last round of speeches. I probably will be less gracious and more particular on the next two speeches. So please follow that format. The persuasive speech is, is a powerful presentation because you're identifying a very important social issue that affects lots of people and you're going to suggest ways to fix it. It's powerful. So I want you to really 
focus on trying to change people's minds or reinforce their minds. In a persuasive speech, you, you're trying to um, either uh, change someone's mind about an issue, it could be a conversion from one side to the other, or you're going to reinforce something that they already believe or don't believe, or you're going to try to move them on a scale, sliding scale, more towards your perspective. Uh, the worst kind of persuasive speech is when you give a speech and the person is hardened in their opposition of your position. The worst possible outcome is a listener is hardened in their position that opposes yours. So going in, you make a speech and you say, by the end of my speech, you'd be convinced that um, the globe is burning up and we're all going to die in, in five years. And then uh, in the end, after hearing your speech, the person is more convinced that no, it's not burning up and no, we're not going to die from it. And they're more hardened in their position. That would be the worst case scenario for a persuasive speaker. So do the best you can to formulate your message that uh, will be effective to create the necessary motivation for people to want to join you. Okay, in the chapter, in chapter 16 and 17, uh, when you read those, and I'll also do some audio on those, I'll talk more about it. Okay, so I want to keep this under 20 minutes. I think I have done that. If you have any questions about this or that, either text or email me. But um, we're halfway there um, at this point, and uh, I'm looking forward. I love persuasive speeches, and I love to see those. And I also will be sharing some of these speeches with the group as well. Okay, Professor Tefano out.